ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome to the Launchpad. I'm Aaron. And I'm Matt. All right, Rumi, what are we talking about today? All right. I want you to go back into your memory. Think of all the cool movies you've seen. We're looking for a specific scene, okay? I'll set, I'll set, I'll set it up for you. It's a boardroom. We're having a meeting, conference meeting. A scientist brings out a robot. Does a dog and pony show that very quickly escalates into a man being ripped apart by high-caliber machine gun bullets <laughs> for two minutes straight, okay? <laughs> Later in the movie, another robot shoots a man's dick off, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you know the movie I'm talking about? This is one of my favorite movies of all time. This is the Paul Verhoeven classic, RoboCop. Somebody watched those scenes, watched that movie, and was like, wait, children's cartoon show? <laughs> do you remember watching that show? I do remember this cartoon show. And and it, it's one of those things that he saw dollar signs in toys. He's like, these could be action figures. Why can't these be action figures now? I need action figures. Out of that came a cartoon that was completely inappropriate to the source material <laughs> not for children but the cartoon was dumbed down enough to be a cheesy saturday morning cartoon show sure like if it worked as a cartoon <laughs> it show did. it worked it totally worked. and i feel like if i had not ever seen the movie the cartoon show set it up as a good enough like okay he's half man half robot he's a cop there's bad guys yada yada it's a slightly futuristic society it worked i got it but i remember dude I remember being a kid. How old could we have been? I wasn't in middle school. Very young. I was on the way home from Toys R Us with my mom, and she had bought me the RoboCop action figure. And I remember saying to her, Mom, this is like an adult movie. Grandmas are probably buying these figures for their grandkids, and they don't realize how much blood it is, how much violence is in it. <laughs> And, and remember, the best is, you know, for those of you who have never seen the movie RoboCop, our introduction to Ed 209, which is one of the antagonists of the film, are a giant bipedal robot with machine guns for hands. Giant machine guns. Just in pure Verhoeven geniusness, destroys a businessman in a meeting with these <laughs> huge machine guns. Just bloods, it's, it's the best definition for the word squib. Blows this guy apart. Oh, and in like the greatest part of symbolism, he lands on a model of the city of Detroit <laughs> and just like blood spatters all over the city. I am very disappointed. <laughs> so in the cartoon... I remember, if I'm not mistaken, it was at least the first episode I saw, but I think it was the first episode, period. Ed 209 
is is portrayed as a traffic cop. Yeah. And it's a, he was very inept at everything they had him do. Yeah. But he's I mean, standing he in the do stairs. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his biggest weakness stairs. He could in the sh- in the cartoon show, like right where I guess his robot penis would be. There was like a stoplight. It was a green circle and a red circle for a stoplight. And he somehow fucked that up. But like I remember and I remember watching that show. I remember liking that show. But I remember it was just like who I remember even as a kid being like, who okayed this? Yeah, and like, could you imagine being a kid and being like, I know a movie exists of this, I want to see the movie, and your parents being like, no. Or your parents not knowing and being like, okay, and then five <laughs> minutes into the movie being like, whoa, 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 holy shit. We just watched a cop get murdered for like a good minute and a half while all these bad guys are like, does it hurt, does it hurt? Yeah, torturing and taunting him the whole time. <laughs> Dude, the second his hand pops off, guarantee you that's not in the cartoon, <laughs> blow his hand up. <laughs> I gotta say though, to their credit, it worked. Mm-hmm. Like the concept worked, the the toy and toys and marketing worked. Oh, yeah, merchandising worked, and the show. I mean, I don't remember specific episodes, but I'm sure it entertained a kid. It was a half man, half robot cop. That's a great. It is a great concept. And the initial '80s, late '80s cartoon had the characters from the movie. It had you know Murphy and his sidekick, and and it had all the characters and new ones, but. I mean, I think they did They did the best they could do to sell toys. <laughs> did it have the fucking melting guy from ER? <laughs> Dude, how cool. They could do like a Hot Wheels racetrack with a loop and you shoot the car and when it hits the guy, boo, the head rolls up the windshield. <laughs> Comes with a little jar of ooze you can put inside him. That's right. Ooze. Oh, God. Everything had to have ooze back then. I would buy that. I oh, would buy that. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, man. I used to do this, like, fake Russian movie review bit. And, like, RoboCop was always my favorite one to do. It'd be like, my favorite American movie is RoboCop. It's about the American police officer who turned to robot. I'd buy that for one American dollar. Oh, God. Well, so so this mo- this show didn't, do, didn't last very long. I think it lasted, like, 20 yeah. episodes, period. One season. But... It was still such a good idea that they brought it back in the 90s. 1992, another (laughs) series of RoboCop came out called RoboCop Alpha Commando. And this is the one I remember more. And it was a slicker, more extreme version, like kind of like Ghostbusters Extreme, but... But RoboCop was more of an inspector gadget. He had rollerblades that popped out of his legs and and a parachute (laughs) and like all these multicultural sidekicks. And it it just didn't last or work as well, but it was slick and had a really like dope intro. It was all like, what? (laughs) We started talking about this topic and we looked up some information. The first two pictures that I found on Google are... (laughs) Like you said, an ethnic girl in like a commando outfit talking to him and his legs are where his arms should be and his arms are where his legs should be. So he looks like some sort of dopey, like half man, half robot, half orangutan contraption. (laughs) The next picture shows him appearing to grope the shit out of a woman in a stormtrooper outfit, essentially. She just doesn't have a a head, a helmet on. And it's like, I don't remember this show at all. Here's another picture of RoboCop in like a white bathrobe. The fuck is the context of that? We'll have to put some of these up on our Facebook. These are hilarious. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. But you know, it, it's it's funny and we're laughing, but 
I feel like, <laughs> you see it? I just saw the, the orangutan. He, and like, the best is his look on his face is like, well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because, like you said, this now we, we, we now see that this has spawned two different cartoon shows. And you think, like, what a wacky-ass thing. It, this was not the only R-rated or at least adult-oriented film or concept to get a children's cartoon show there were a lot of them yeah oh yeah okay another one which i think is an equally obscure thing or not obscure but inappropriate (laughs) there was once a movie that actually i think it was very poignant if you watch it through a certain lens but if you watch it through a different lens it's just great 80s action it stars a man (laughs) it stars an actor playing a vietnam soldier with post-traumatic stress disorder, trying to assimilate back into a world that doesn't want him, i.e. Brian Dennehy. That, of course, is First Blood, right? The first Rambo movie. Which is actually a really good movie. It's an amazing movie. It's a great action movie, just if you just want to watch an action movie, but it also like makes a really good point, and mm-hmm. I think it, it really shows a lot about what society was going through at the time as far as you know, the end of the war and vets and everything. And it really like, you can, I mean, you could write a paper about like the points it was making. Yeah. Then it had a couple of sequels, which were just pretty much 80s action movie the sequels, but they is, were great. No, we're winning that Vietnam War. <laughs> Fuck that shit. We are winning this thing. Yeah, I'm going to get in a helicopter for everything I see. We are winning this John shit. John Rambo's like, wait, we lost that war? Wait, do over. <laughs> do over. Yeah, do, yeah you lost because I wasn't there. Then again, <laughs> Someone else said, if we fucking animate this show, (laughs) kids will love it. We can make toys of this Vietnam vet who is taking the war into his own hands. And hence, Rambo, Force of Freedom, was born. And and we're going to play this intro here. We'll we'll play it for you and come back in a second. This thing is bananas. (laughs) But we'll we'll play this intro and uh, we'll we'll tell you tell you what's what's going on here. Bulging muscles. (laughs) Tying shoes. (laughs) Rambo knife. Red bandana. He means business. And now the name Rambo is in fire, just engulfed in flames. Rambo. Savage forces of General Warhawk threaten the peace-loving people of the world. There's only one man to call. Get me Rambo. (laughs) From the canyons of skyscrapers to the canyons of remote mountain peaks, Liberty's champion is unstoppable. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's bonkers bananas. And like, I I pulled up a couple of clips and I'll I'll link to these, but some of these clips, there's one, a, a nuclear missile launches. John Rambo climbs onto it, rides this missile, disarms it. His friends catch up to him in a very toy looking spaceship, rocket ship. Easily could be made into a toy and sold to children at a nominal price at Toys R Us. And they come up alongside him like, how you doing, Rambo? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. 
<laughs> he actually doesn't sound like that in the cartoon. But he's like, I'm doing great, but I want to flip this missile around and blow up this bad guy. And they're like, okay, cool. So they tell him how to do it because they know how, apparently. I like that he wanted to do it. He just didn't have, like, the directions. Yeah. He didn't know what to do. Well, and he opens up this panel, and there's little, literally three switches. One is, like, turn me off, and one is, like, go back to my home. And he flips the go back home button, jumps onto the rocket ship that's alongside him, the sure. jet, and the nuclear missile does a U-turn and goes back to the base and blows it up. He just caused a nuclear explosion somewhere, <laughs> killed anybody who had been following him. They, they're they dead for, for miles around them and all the wilderness around him, you know, created a nuclear wasteland. But hey, freedom. We made it. But Richard. hey. <laughs> but like they didn't shy away. He had that knife like he had the John Rambo like blood gutter knife. Which you need like it, without that, it's not Rambo. Right. No. That's I mean, that's essential. But I mean, is it? I mean, there's also one where he's in a tank playing chicken with other tanks, which is pretty <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Slowest I can game of chicken. That. <laughs> I can get behind that. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, these are phenomenal. We'll put those links up. The one I wanted to get to, and and I liked this cartoon a lot when I was a kid. But when I finally saw the the movie it's based off of, it was like, wow, this is um a weird one. A young girl. Who wants to commit suicide and be dead <laughs> is convinced by some ghosts that living is better. But then she starts getting sexually harassed by some otherworldly demon who wants to marry her, even though she's in high school. The movie Beetlejuice had a cartoon show in the 90s. And in the cartoon show, it was basically just Beetlejuice and Lydia, the girl, going on, like, adventures. And it was just like, she wants to die. I don't think that was a plot in the cartoon at all. I mean, the plot in the cartoon, <laughs> you yeah. They, you don't think they touched that at all? <laughs> I don't think they touched on on teenage suicide in that. But, he, it, it, you know, it's her and a wisecracking ghost. But, like, in the movie, Beetlejuice is a bad guy. And in the cartoon, he's like this, like, you know, it was, it was more akin to, do you remember the Howie Mandel movie, Little Monsters? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, that's a good comparison. I, I, I think it was that. more along the lines of that, where, like, she was trying to solve problems and he would pee in apple juice jars or something. Like <laughs> There's one moment in that little monsters movie that every kid remembers. Yeah. And it's that peeing in the apple juice jars. That movie's really inappropriate for kids too. I don't know if they made a cartoon of it, but they should have <laughs> <laughs> the toy, the, the Howie Mandel toy could come with like a little yellow <laughs> jar. <laughs> oh man. What's next Rumi? Um, all right. <laughs> I got another great one, okay? Okay. And I remember watching, this is a franchise, and I watched this whole franchise yeah. as a kid, and I loved it. Uh, oh. As a kid, I did not realize, as a kid, I did not realize that the first one was good, mm -hmm. and then it quickly devolved from there. You have a race of near-immortal warriors. The only way that these warriors can dispatch each other and achieve supremacy is to behead each other. <laughs> they can shoot each other. They can stab each other. They can almost chop off Clancy Brown's head. <laughs> but if the head remains on, they will recover and still be alive. Yes, I'm talking about Highlander. The movie's great. I mean, the first one is great. It really is good. It's it's 
It's <laughs> yeah, I wish you guys could see Ruby's face. Ruby just gave me a uh, you don't know what you're talking about face. I think it's good. It's pretty good. It's I think it's a great concept. I think yes. it's a really good yes. 80s movie. I feel like you can you can kind of break 80s action into two distinct categories. One that's just like fucking all out, no holds barred, yeah. and one that is like a little more tailored, a little more uh subtle. So you have Schwarzenegger and then you have Yes, exactly. <laughs> the others. Yeah, exactly. Christopher Lambert, who, <laughs> who always looks like, in my opinion, he always looks and sounds surprised to be in a movie. Like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> Cameras? What are they doing here? Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but I love that movie. And even as a kid, yeah. I remember playing that with friends, like sw- <laughs> swinging sticks at each other's necks. Did you have the Nerf swords where you yes, played? Yes, <laughs> yeah. And it was like, you know, the instructions said, jab swords gently at sword handles. Yeah. You were like, no, no, you mean swing all out at each other's foot. Whack at each other super hard. <laughs> well, so it's like, and you know, I admit I did not watch this cartoon show as a kid, but it came out, and you're like, how? How could that translate? Like, I'll even give you, you can dumb down RoboCop, but like Highlanders only die by beheadings. Yeah. Did you watch this show? No, I caught this show. I, so here's what happened: is I watched the TV show a little bit because there was a lot of lightning. The live action. Yeah. Yeah. There was a live action TV show. And it came on after something else that I liked. And there was a lot of lightning in the intro. And I was like, oh, sword fights. But I <laughs> couldn't really get into it because I couldn't follow it. But one day it came on and it was it was a it was a cartoon for some reason. And I was like, what is this? And I turned it off. That was my only <laughs> only interaction with it. Should have stuck around. I would, would have. I, if they had animated some more lightning, maybe you would have been more down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was pretty easy to bedazzle back then. <laughs> I just... I remember, first of all, like, you know me, once you get into, like, medieval bullshit and swords and sandals, I'm usually out. And there was a lot of that mystical bullshit in the cartoon show. I remember that. And I just don't have the patience for that. I was like, ah, Christopher Lambert's not a great actor, but at least he was running around contemporary New York swinging a sword. Yeah, I I will give him that they were able to take the sword and sorcery and bring it to, like, the 80s, which was kind of funny. And, And for what it was, it worked. Um, I just wish the sword fights were better, but <laughs> in the in the live action, yeah, <laughs> I wish the animated sword fights are pretty cool. We'll have to we'll have to do that. As, if anybody remembers watching this show or was a fan of the Highlander because of the cartoon show, that would be a very oddly specific like if, thing. If yeah. that was your gateway into yeah. the franchise, if you're like as a kid, I would sit down with my Lucky Charms and watch Highlander <laughs> every day. And if they had made Highlander pajamas, I would have worn them, and I would have loved you know Highlander cereal, but they didn't have any of that all i had was the cartoon and my imagination <laughs> uh yeah it's definitely i mean i remember i remember it i just i never watched it because <laughs> how many heads did they cut off in that cartoon show? i'm gonna i'm gonna put a firm bet on zero. Zero. <laughs> i'm pretty sure i would actually i suppose we should have looked this up but i wonder what the the premise of it was <laughs> Let's see. Oh, dude, it's Canadian and French American. Uh-huh. It's a loose spinoff of the cult classic, Wikipedia says. <laughs> loose spinoff. It's a post-apocalyptic Earth after a meteorite collision nearly wipes out all of human civilization after setting off nuclear weapons. Wait, they say that? <laughs> Whoa. Show got heavy. So it's Mad Max with Highlander. That's what it looks like. I could be on board with this. So I guess the good guys are swearing to preserve human knowledge and help the rem- remnants of humanity. And the bad guys are like, nah, screw that. Headshot. <laughs> <laughs>
dude, even in this, even in the Wikipedia Ed show, we're jumping 700 years later, which it looks like it's 700 years later after post-apocalyptic. So what's that? What's after post-apocalyptic? Post-post-apocalyptic? Uh, Neogenesis. <laughs> I mean, so so they're like post-apocalyptic, seven year, seven hundred years past that shit. We're doing more stuff. They're and like, I'm pretty sure everyone's heads stay on. They're uh, well, <laughs> that cannot abide. Yeah, that's that's um any cartoon where heads are coming off, I'm on board for. But do you have you have any do you have any other violent cartoons or or at least movies from violent uh, cartoons yeah. from violent movies oh, on your yeah. list? Oh yeah. What do you got? So I have one of the weirdest ones on here. Now, this one is based off of a movie that most people don't see. This, okay. is, this is from one of the weirder production companies and one that you and I know well because we love crap. I already know where you're going. <laughs> but Troma Films, a schlock film company, they make the silliest, weirdest, goriest, but by all accounts, they're just schlocky, made on a hyper low budget and made to be terrible, but terrible that they are going for that cult classic appeal. But their tentpole, their like a number one movie that put them on the map was a just a gory little schlock fest called The Toxic Crusader. Mm-hmm. And somebody saw that movie with all its head smashing and 80s gore and low budget TNA and said, kids cartoon, I can sell toys with that. And and this cartoon, the bad guys were really cool because they were like mutant alien cyborgs that were trying to pollute the earth. And Toxie and his friends were trying to be basically Captain <laughs> Planet and the Planeteers. Yeah. But the toy commercials were like, Toxic Crusaders, they're gross, but they still get girls. Oh, that's right. That was their <laughs> that was their pitch. Which is also weird. You're like, okay. Yeah, you're you're trying to make them have sex appeal as part of your selling a point your yeah. selling point to children. To uh. children, yeah. And they're these toys were just, I mean, this guy's melting. His eyes are falling I out. I was just going to say, for those of us who haven't seen it, would you describe the toxic? So the movie was Toxic Avenger. Yeah. And it had at least four or five sequels. Oh, yeah. But can you describe what he looks like, the okay. protagonist? The Toxic Avenger, he's wearing a tutu, for one. Just just putting that out there. Because <laughs> when he was a nerd janitor at a health club, these jocks put him in a tutu and dumped him in toxic waste. <laughs> oh, that's right, <laughs> That's that's how, where he came from. Um, so he's wearing a tutu. He had a mop that was sentient in the cartoon. The mop was sentient oh, and that's right. and like had a personality and like helped him out, like helped him do things. He, he's he looks like Jason Voorhees without a mask on. OK, like his his he's, he's one of his eyes is all drooped over and like halfway down his face. Yeah, and, it looks all melty. Yeah, he's, he's all, all asymmetrical and he's gooey and wearing uh, uh, a tank top and a tutu and that's the toxic avenger his moth is his weapon <laughs> but they like gave him these sidekicks there's one um that had like a giant nose and snot would come out of him it i remember the most and i believe yeah. again going back to our um our old action figure or toy podcast that we did a couple yeah. weeks ago i believe there was ooze involved ooze with involved. that toy oh, yeah. <laughs> you could pump ooze through how him. could you not right yeah and there was like a a mad scientist who had a head of a surfer attached to him, a two headed, you know, classic. It's funny that you say that because I would have said 
it was a surfer who had a mad scientist attached to him. Um, yeah, I guess. Apples I, and oranges. Yeah, each way you want to go. And then there was like a junkyard dog werewolf creature. Oh, yeah. I mean, th- these toys were ridiculous. And, I, and I, I had some of the toys and they were awesome. Again, like what a weird thing to make a cartoon out of that sure. just like not for kids at all. If a kid saw this movie, they'd be traumatized. You know, there's head smashing and like And plot wise, do you, he is a nerd. Like you said, he yeah. gets jammed into a bucket of waste, toxic, whatever <laughs> turns into toxic Avenger. Do you remember what the plot of the movie is? Like what he avenges? It's like crime and jocks because he hates. Jocks. Yeah. I think he goes after like the people that did shit to him and stuff. Yeah. There is no, um, there is no 90s environmental bullshit in the movie. No. He's like avenging his own personal bullshit and crime. Like you said, crime. In the cartoon, though. It was all Captain Planet shit. Exactly. It, it, it kind of was like an alternative yeah. Captain Planet. Like Captain Planet was like this blue dude who had all these beautiful ethnic young kids around him. Yeah. Toxic Avenger was the same group, but like... <sighs> trying to say this without being racist or politically incorrect if you just melted the other group that's what you got when you got toxic (laughs) avenger yeah yeah toxic avenger was the garbage pail kids of there you go the captain planet there you go now because we have it i'll just i'll just we we might cut this out but here's here's a quick aside on the captain captain planet so you are a group of children chosen to be the the planeteers and you're super stoked and you're standing in a line and this blue dude in a speedo is handing out power rings with the powers of the earth. And he's like to this one chick, he's like, I give you the power of water. And to another guy, he's like, I give you the power of fire. And you're the kid on the end of the line. And you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Fire, water. Oh, earth, wind. And then he gets to you and you're like, Oh man, what could be left? What are you going to give me? He's like, heart <laughs> and you're like what i get i get fucking care bear power what the what what screw this captain planet this is no i want something better and they're like no there there should there should only be four of you they made five just so they could have another kid in there i don't know why they did it didn't man. the kid with heart have a monkey yeah that was his like like all right i'll give you a shitty ring yeah you can have like a cool gi joe-esque side pet and and not to say that his power wasn't one of the more useful ones because it like made people compassionate or like if somebody was angry he could chill their ass out with like a little bit of heart. But like <laughs> what a weak ass ring. I mean Ah oh man, I yeah. just I yeah, it's just if you were that kid, you got the shaft. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure you did. Although I'm pretty sure behind the scenes most of those kids are getting the shaft. <laughs> Go planet. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, you got anything else for Toxic Avenger? I do not. <laughs> Is there anything else for Toxic Avenger? We'll play. We'll play one of these cartoon ads for you. You will not believe it. <laughs> Toxic Crusader. It's Doctor Killamoff, the evil alien who wants to pollute the whole world. He's going to smugify every tree in Tromaville. Oh, look who's going to stop him! It's Toxie, the trendy yet hideously deformed leader of the Toxic Crusaders, who, with their help, really gums up the works. I'm toxic, but I'm tasteful. How does he do it? What does she see in him? Where did he get that tutu? Toxic Crusaders, they're proud, but they still get girls. Hideously deformed action figures from Playmate. All right. So, how about this one, okay? Okay. I am going to sing a song. 
<laughs> it's an instrumental, though, so bear with me. All right. And as I start, I bet you I get three notes in before you immediately are right there envisioning this original live action show. Okay, ready? Okay. <clears throat> me, 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 me. <laughs> The rest of the podcast, we just do that. <laughs> I, our podcast would be gnarly if we could start it going down the, the creepy steps of an old haunted mansion. Oh my gosh. We're, of course, talking about the intro to the HBO classic, Tales from the Crypt. Uh, one of my, I remember other kids, I mean, I remember other kids when I was young being psyched that their their parents had HBO because they could watch nudity mm-hmm. when the parents went to bed. <laughs> I the couple times we had either a free trial or like in high school we had my we moved and we had like we had a free trial for 3 months I was psyched. I was happy about the nudity, don't get me wrong, but I was at least equally happy that I got to watch Tales from the Crypt. Oh yeah. I mean and and, and from my childhood memory I have so many specific scenes in ingrained in my mind. I really think that that's another one of those influences that pushed me towards a career in special effects that I don't even give credit to. I don't even think about. Yeah. But like I grew up on that show. I love that show. Tons of monsters. Awesome. Tons of murders. Yeah. People on people murder. Revenge, cheating, infidelity, uh, greed, murders, murder, murder, murder. It was gory. Oh, ridiculously gory. Blood, oh, blood, yeah. blood. Cannibalism. Oh, yeah. I'm multiple episodes of cannibalism. Uh, multiple episodes of torture. And the host of the whole thing was an Eon's dead skeletal creature brought back to it was life. Cool, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and he was the 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 freaking host of the show. Someone saw that and was like, "Wait, if we animate this, <laughs> there is an untapped market out there <laughs> for this show." They made a Saturday morning cartoon show of Tales from the Crypt. Do you remember that? I do remember this cartoon, and I remember. Okay. The Chuck E. Cheese that we frequented (laughs) had the toys up. Like, you could win them for tickets. And I wanted them so bad. Mm -hmm. I went and played skee-ball and as many stupid-ass games, and I could never get enough tickets. My parents were just like, you know, we could just go to Toys R Us. They sell them in the store. We could just buy one. And I was like, why have I been playing (laughs) skee-ball? And the toys... And, and the cartoon show, they aesthetically looked a little different than the show. He yeah. was not as ghoulish as a cartoon character. No. He still was a ghoul. He still clearly was like a back-from-the-dead creature, but it was yeah. not as ghastly as the the Kevin – I think it was a Kevin Yeager puppet yeah. for the sh- from the show. And, of course, the cartoons were not nearly as creepy as the, no. the show. But still – I mean, I guess to, to a certain extent, I got to say, you are part genius if you can look at that shit, first of all, and convince a production company to go to put money into a car- children's cartoon version. Yeah. But to be able to translate these into successful or even semi-successful cartoon show, I guess is pretty talented. But I mean, you have to hand it to somebody for for saying, like, let's scare the shit out of kids and somebody else being like, fuck, yeah, I love this idea. <laughs> I love this idea. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And, you know, we could make toys. We could put the toys in 
Toys R Us, and we could also put the toys in fucking Chuck E. Cheese, and those idiots would be playing skee-ball trying to win ghoul dolls. <laughs> and the, the guy in there was like, I've had steak and skee-ball for years, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it was. Dude, Chuck E. Cheese was sitting there, and they were like, us and our our co-founders at NBC or whatever, Fox, it was probably Fox, whatever it was, they're like, we invested heavily in Chuck E. Cheese skee-ball, and we are not in the black. We need to do some sort of marketing. <laughs> <laughs> one idiot like didn't prepare because he was up all night watching Tales of the Crypt yeah. and he was just like oh. Johnson you have any ideas uh... <laughs> <laughs> well I think that they were capitalizing on something else that was happening at the time on Nickelodeon called Are You Afraid of the Dark Sure, which was basically a children's version of Tales from the Crypt and mm. those were pretty intense too like those had some moments that were like man this is really creepy yeah, that's true and and I really liked Are You Afraid of the Dark and I think that that's popularity that popularity of Are You Afraid of the Dark led well to something like this to create these cartoons that were you know these these terror tales um, do you remember you know these are all based of course off of the old EW comics like some of the original sure. offenders of the comic code but yeah. uh tales from the crypt comics were classic 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 oh horror. yeah yeah and um, they were ghastly as fuck like really? a lot of like bernie wrightson esque drawings mm -hmm. and they really like they were creepy ass things they were definitely not for kids like no. they were not for kids and this was really those comics were very prevalent before superheroes became like the mainstream of comic books and you're right they are some of the main offenders of quote unquote, well i'll say quote unquote offenders of decency that led to the comics code it was yeah. those specific books and sadly i mean there's a little bit of a resurgence now but they died out and gave way to superheroes which still got attacked by the code but could survive under the code you can't have tales from the crypt with a with a, any sort of censorship you lose what it is yeah. you know so that's actually kind of sad I mean, and I loved collecting. When they reprinted these in the late 90s, they did a reprint of, mm. of they re-ran the whole series. And sure. I, I picked up as many as I could. I loved the Tales from the Crypt comics. And the art art in them was incredible. Beautiful. And those comic covers were still some of the best, the best of the best, because mm. they were super weird, super gnarly. And interesting enough, the Crypt Keeper in that wasn't, he wasn't a zombie. He no. was just a creepy dude. Yeah, he almost like a, it almost looked like a creepy old witch, like a big long nose. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes a hood, long white hair. They had a couple different ones because they they, they had branched three or into four different characters. characters. Yeah, there was an actual witch. Mm -hmm. There was the crypt keeper, and then there was one other like the grave digger. Right. Um, who was but like none of them a, looked like no. the crypt keeper as we know him from the show. And then it was interesting because you talked about the puppet, and I wanted to bring up this thing where it's like the puppet took this, started out as a puppet, then became this amazing animatronic creature mm. that was a pretty a pretty big accomplishment in animatronics and puppetry. And then in the last season, like took a nosedive back to like basically a hand puppet in a chair because <laughs> like I, I it, the show got canceled off of HBO, and I think like a French company bought it or somebody else bought mm. it. They did it out of state. Oh, I didn't know that. And it took a nosedive. The last season sense. got got real crappy. <laughs> well, the, the the good puppet, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm not even gonna look it up because I'm pretty sure was made by Kevin Yeager, mm -hmm. who's probably best known for all the Chucky stuff in the yeah. first three child's play movies. He developed and you know his him and his team developed and made all those puppets, and they were fucking spectacular. Like I mean, they really are great. So. I feel like that was a very complex puppet. And I think it's always a gamble and always super crucial that your puppet looks good when it is a main character. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like even Jaws, you know, I understand like 
that the puppet didn't work and they wanted it to show it more. But you don't see Jaws very much. Yeah. You see Chucky all the time. He delivers yeah. dialogue. The Crypt Keeper did bumpers at the beginning and end of every single episode. You need to buy him. Your audience needs to buy him as a character. Yeah. You can't be thinking. I mean, people like you and me, I think, watch that and can't. Like, the whole time, we're like, wow, what a great puppet. Yeah. But I feel like me, at least 50% of me is also like, I buy that that is a host of a terror magazine type show that's yeah. that's telling me about this thing with these ghoulish puns. Yeah. Oh, my God. The puns. Boys and ghouls. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. It was... Oh, man, I'd, I'd be down to watch that show again. <laughs> it's so good. I have all the seasons on DVD. And it it is it is one of those things I feel that that actually does hold up because even when it came out, it was tongue in cheek in and of itself. Yes. So now the things that are dated now that were not necessarily dated then strike you as like when you watch the show, you're like, oh, it's just another reason to enjoy it because it's yeah. campy on top of campy. It's almost like another layer of camp now that it has seasoned Ooh. you know 20 layers oh 20 i like years that or so. i like that 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 its initial sort of cheesiness has really refined into something yeah that's that's, and that's, that's kind of what it is we should rewatch the cartoon show and see if that uh if that holds up as well <laughs> i highly doubt it <laughs> but we, you, you know, know oh shit you know what we should do mm. is get an episode of the cartoon show and redub it whenever me and Rumi watched cartoon shows together like we'd watch batman the animated series or other animated movies uh that were aimed at kids but we would make asides to each other to make it more um mature or more you know rated r so like when you watched let's say the joker blow up a building we would look at each other in the in batman the animated series which of course was very violent but not like graphically violent something would blow up me and Rumi would look at each other and be like 12 people died in there and, we, <laughs> and those little things i feel like made it like a lot more palatable for us <laughs> they had a helicopter crash and they would always make a point to show the people getting out of the helicopter right. and i'm like yeah but the one guy who didn't get out <laughs> that's right it was his son's birthday tomorrow he had one week left on the force <laughs> You know, it's like, yeah, we like imagine that there was like a, a deleted scene from that where like the rest of the cops who did get out are at his cop's funeral and like consoling his widow. Um, <laughs> but like that would be cool to go back and see. Like I'm sure the content of the Tales from the Crypt cartoons is nowhere near as dark or ghoulish or scary as the show. But I bet we could – Put a voiceover down that would make it a little bit better. And add it in there. <laughs> All right. I got one. This one, again, was a, a movie that I remember being scared, really scared, really bad by. And this was Swamp Thing, which <laughs> upon rewatching, definitely not. But the first Swamp Thing movie. There was a sequel that I think is a better movie. Maybe that was. No, the sequel's like TNA and cheesy as hell. I love TNA. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, when I was a kid, the first Wes Craven Swamp Thing scared me really bad. Somebody saw this and was like, mm, let's make a cartoon out of that. But the funniest thing is the movie and the cartoon, the cartoon was based off the movie. All of them missed the point of what the original comic was. <laughs> right. It, like completely missed the point. The sure. comic drawn quite a bit by one of my favorite artists. And you already mentioned him, Bernie Wrightson. Mm -hmm one of my all-time favorite artists, he did a run of Swamp Thing, and it was like Swamp Thing was an environmental crusader to an extent, but it was really trippy, like super psychedelic, because Swamp Thing, like if he touched you, could infuse you with like 
psychedelic magic mushroom spores and make you trip balls. And there was a lot of that in the comic books. Where a lot Swamp of ball thing, tripping. A lot of ball tripping. Like a lot of like him having that RoboCop moment where he's like, I remember being a human, but I'm this right. plant monster now. Like really cool stuff. Swamp Thing was always a really cool comic book um, with really deep ideas about humanity and being alive and stuff. And the Swamp Thing movies were like how half-naked chicks get wet in the swamp and then this monster shows up and fights bad guys yeah, and then the bad. cartoon i think turned into another like eco-friendly like don't dump toxic waste kids it's, oh big time yeah but the toys i got into it because of the toys the toys were hyper cool like the swamp thing toys were really cool i, I had this them. i wanted the swamp thing fort so bad it looked like a tree stump and it had this thing where like it was a little elevator that you could raise Swamp Thing and it looked like he came out of the ground, but it was just like a foam cover that with like slits in it that he mm-hmm. could raise through that I thought was so cool. And there was like this torture device that you strapped a guy into, closed the dome. I wanted this so bad. I loved it. And because you could put Ninja Turtles in there, yep. you could put anything in there and you would close the dome and like turn the toxic waste barrel. And when you opened it again, there was like a praying mantis, praying mantis figure. Yeah. yeah. And, I was like, because it was a way to create mutants, right? Yeah. It was a mutant machine. And, you know, I mixed and matched I all my toys. So oh, it's so good. Oh, it was those and toys we, were so rad. We talked about toys in our toy, in one yeah. of our toy episodes. I was not really a mixer. Yeah. But of things. Like, I wouldn't have the Ninja Turtles and Swamp Thing play together. Yeah. But that fucking mutant creator and the Praying Mantis, you could do that with anything. anything. So I would do that with superheroes. And I remember trying so i remember seeing it in the store and trying so hard to get my mom to buy that oh. so hard yeah we no. love the swamp thing toys and i mean there was i mean swamp thing one of my favorite ones is he he had an arm that could detach on a little string that was yep. like and he would grab onto something and you squeeze his legs and he goes and he was the green one yeah right and the other one that i liked was a green head yeah. that blended into a brown body. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what his gimmick was. He changed color, but you could also put things through him. He had like, right, right. You could yeah. see through him. Yeah, right. his really body. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, <laughs> oh man, yeah. There was another one that had like tree trunk armor, so he got really big. Oh, that's um, right. The bad guys were really cool too. Like one guy looked like Dracula, and one guy had like a gat, like a really rad gas mask. He looked like Psycho Manus from the mm-hmm. um, from the Metal Gear games, but it was it was a really cool toy. I, I love these toys. Um, but yeah, they had a cartoon that was you know just I I didn't couldn't give two shits about it because the toys were so good. I yeah, and I I the cartoon. I remember watching the cartoon. But it was the same, and you know, if you look at just what we've talked about so far, and this is part of a product of the time where we grew up, but there was so much eco-friendly cartoons. You yeah. had Captain Planet, you had Toxic Avenger, you had Swamp Thing. It's like all these things. It was like, okay, I'm not going to pollute. I just want to watch a cartoon. Well, how did how did that happen? Where it went from, you know, I'm I was integrated with that stuff, and nowadays people are like, no, that's not true. That's all bullshit. It's like, <laughs> didn't you? Because work- that's the thing. That's the thing. Is television blew its wad as far as yeah. eco friendly cartoon shows in the nineties. Yeah. Now there's no fucking. We need one cartoon show that's just like, don't pollute. Yeah. Don't pull out. You're gonna turn into giant yeah. rat face. <laughs> you want? Do you want to turn into an evil praying mantis creature? Then don't pollute the swamps. <laughs> I'd be dumping shit in the swamps as fast as I could if I could turn, turn into a into praying, praying mantis, mantis creature. <laughs> Who's laughing now? Blah.
Carl. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> oh, no, Ruby. No, it's good, Ruby. This is what I wanted to happen. Ruby, I still got some moves left. <laughs> I'm sorry oh, you can hear my mandibles clicking. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been a praying mantis that long. That'd be so cool. Oh, man. Uh, well, what's next? Okay, check it out, ma'am. All right. I'm trying to think of the best way to intro this, and there's a couple different ways. But I'm going to have to just yell, Smokin'! <laughs> you remember the movie, the Jim Carrey movie, The Mask? Mm-hmm, I do. I think that's a great movie. I think it was... A great movie for what it was. It's not a, I mean, it's not award winning except on a technical scale because yeah. the digital effects in it are ridiculously amazing. And yeah. they, I believe they hold up. I've watched it a couple of years ago. It's a, the, the Mask is a very fun movie. It's um, a cool movie. It does some interesting things, I think, as a narrative story. And um, it's fun. And it's fun. Like I saw that with my family and we all enjoyed it enough. I'm sure my parents hated it. <laughs> it's, but it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, basically, for those who don't know, it's a Jim Carrey vehicle. Uh, Jim Carrey finds an ancient, is it Norse? In, in the movie, in yeah. the movie, yeah, it's Loki's, it's supposed to be Loki, the god of mischief's mask. So he finds this ancient mask floating in New York and he, he puts it on and it turns him into basically a murderous Bugs Bunny. Like, I, that is the best way to describe him. He's a live action, living cartoon. He doesn't, who, in the movie, he doesn't kill anybody. He, but he is like ridiculously violent. Yeah. He's a, an, an every man who finds this mask and in desperation puts it on. And it's a green mask that gives him this weird bald head and turns him into a cartoon character in the real world. So he yeah. can do things that other people can't. I mean, he, but like Bugs Bunny. Literally, he, like, like, a, yeah, does, like a Warner Brothers it's, cartoon. It's all the Bugs Bunny shtick. Like mm-hmm. he'll pull things, a mallet out from behind his back and just whack you on Which the Which I head. think is a great, great idea. It's an amazing concept. And the movie, I believe, visually and contextually shows that well. It's, it's very mm-hmm. interesting. It's very cool. Um, right after he turns into... The, the titular character, the mask, he's trying to creep through his hallway because his landlady's a bitch and a cartoon alarm clock jumps out of his pocket and starts rigging like crazy. And he, know- <laughs> and he knows she's going to come out and bitch at him. So like Rumi said, out of his pants, he tries to catch it and then out of his pants pulls out a giant like Harley Quinn sized mallet and starts smashing the shit out of the whole room. Then he jumps out the window and flattens on the, the street and yeah. peels himself off. It's amazing and it looks great. They turned that into a cartoon show, mm-hmm. which is very similar. The idea was very similar. I remember watching it went on stupid adventures and shit. He was um, basically freakazoid. Yeah, it was basically freakazoid. And there's not necessarily a huge gap between the, the movie and the cartoon. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the source material for the movie, it was based on a Dark Horse comic. Oof. For those of you who haven't read it, it is a hard R comic. It is <laughs> gruesome. It is violent. It's like uh, Rumi called it, he's used this term before, hyperviolent. It is like Lobo-esque, over the top, for the sake of being satirical and in excess of itself on purpose, yeah. just crazy violent. Yeah. In it, he kills a lot of people. He does a lot of he does a lot of violent, violent shit to people. My favorite scene in the whole original book is he's married in it, and his wife is driving. Oh, he's married, or his, his girlfriend or whatever is driving him crazy. And in one of his first bouts as the mask, he's hiding in their bedroom and is trying to lure her in there to brain her with a lamp. Because she's like just being a bitch. And it's like, 
I believe the concept is if you had the powers of a superhero slash Bugs Bunny, as an everyman, what would you do with them? And it's funny that one of the first things he decides to do is clobber his wife with a lamp. Well, and, and, and also the mask like infects his brain. It makes you into an asshole. Right. And it does that in the movie, but in the car, in the comic, it does it 10 times where yeah. it's almost like a venom thing where it, it's trying to take you it, over. It takes you over. So like if he's annoyed at his wife, it turns into, I want to kill her. Right. Yeah. And, um, and, but it was so over the top and in the comic. And the, it was like literally, it, yeah. you know, the, he, he literally pulls out, um, a battle axe, like a huge cartoony battle axe and starts chopping at bad guys. Yeah. He pulls out that a Gatling gun. Like, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> he pulls out giant guns on top of guns on top of guns. Spawn size guns. Yeah, exa- yeah exactly. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's brutally violent in the comics and yeah. all, and it just gets worse. There's multiple comic series. It just gets worse. I so, do find it funny that Spawn and the mask kind of have the same powers. <laughs> I'd, I'd read that team up. Post haste. Ooh, that would be one of the weirdest like crossovers. I think you read because I think they'd be evenly matched. But Spawn is such a serious, serious face, pouty man, and like the mask is such yeah, a goofball. Yeah, yeah. That would be hilarious. That would be. I would. I would be on board for that. I would also do mask and Deadpool. I think that would also be an equally. That's good. I've read. There's been a mask and Lobo. Yeah. That was actually pretty fun, and it was cool because they just shot the shit out of each other because they're both invulnerable. Yeah. Um, it was pretty cool. <laughs> um, but the fact that they made a cartoon out of that is ridiculous. But I want to talk about the movie for a second. I want to paint a scene. Okay. So you and I, we own, just to paint this scene, let's pretend that you and I own a car repair service, right? Sure. And and we do car repairs and it's tough. I mean, it's tough times. The economy's bad. And every now and then, if we can make an extra buck praying off people who don't know what's going on, we do. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's good, but we get away with it. And we wouldn't be the only mechanics doing it. Yeah, we're not the only mechanics doing it. That's part of the game. We're not bad guys, but we're not great guys. Sure. We're not honest, but we're not the worst. One night, after closing up shop, we're hanging around and drinking a few beers or waters or whatever. A green man shows up <laughs> and jams tailpipes so far up our asses that we can't walk and we have to go to the emergency room. <laughs> we don't know who he is. He doesn't say why he's doing it. He just sodomizes us. And then... <laughs> with car parts. With car parts. <laughs> we haven't been told why. We haven't learned a lesson. A stranger just comes and rams automotive pieces up our butts. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I've, I've, I've actually thought of this before. I never realized that he doesn't explain who he is or why he's doing it. So, like, they think they got fucking blindsided. They're like, this sucks, and I don't understand well, it. <laughs> and I think that goes for the entire movie. It, if you watch it again, I, I don't think he explains himself at all. He just shows up and is like, hey, everybody, you don't it's know who I am. It's <laughs> Right? <laughs> Hold on to your lug nuts. That's what he says. That's what he says? <laughs> So after spinning car puns about our genitalia, he sodomizes us with car parts. Yeah, and, I, and I, I, I'm not the first one to notice this. I think Cracked brought this up before I did, but it it was hilarious to me to realize, like, holy shit, he really is just an asshole. <laughs> Although I feel like, I hate to say it, but if I had a, that power, 
I might try to right some of my own personal wrongs before I fought crime. And he does. That's what he does in the movie. After he does that, yeah. I believe it's directly after the sodomizing, he says, with these powers, I could become a superhero. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, it's before. Because he says, with these powers, I could become a superhero. And he goes, but first. And it cuts to those guys being like, yeah, we're not great guys in our shop. And the door flings open and it's him. Oh, and then. <laughs> Rumi's uh, pantomiming jamming car parts up, up, up a butt. <laughs> so let's do th- these next few. Let's do just a quick, quick fire. So while we're talking about Jim Carrey, another cartoon that was based off of one of his works was an Ace Ventura pet detective cartoon show. I mean, that movie's not for Saturday morning cartoon age children. Uh, no, I mean, I feel like you, I get, again, I, I get where it's coming from, but like, Children should not be watching that original movie. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, another one was Police Academy, The Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, I love that show. But yes, I never saw the movie as a kid, but as an adult, although it is not really serious, you're like, children should not be watching not this. Not for kids, yeah. The toys were pretty rad, though. <laughs> how about, yeah, the toys were good. How about, dude, how about Kid and Play? Remember Kid and Play? I remember the movie. Yeah, rappers that then made house a couple house party movies yeah. and then had their own cartoon show. That's the one I couldn't believe. When you told me that that was a cartoon, I had to look it up, and sure enough, Kid and Play has a cartoon show. And you're like, uh, all right. But no, it shouldn't. kids should not be watching that. How about Conan the Barbarian? Conan. What is best? <laughs> in the cartoon, he's like, cereal with marshmallows. I was going to say, I was just going to say, eating cereals. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, oh, God. Um, dude, uh, Dumb and Dumber had a cartoon show. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that just doesn't make any sense. But oh like, God. God, man, there's, you know, there's so many of these stupid little ones. How about there was one that you told me that I didn't even know. It was a cartoon show that wasn't, but almost was, again, based on movies that are not necessarily for children. You want to talk yeah, about that? So when I first started researching this this topic, we, we came up with the idea. Um, there was a toy line for this, and we're going to play the commercial, and we'll come back and talk about it. Alien! Yo, Hicks! Something big is in the air! It's the alien flying queen! Some gorillas send in the ultimate space marine, Atax, disguised in his big bad bug suit. He sneaks in and takes him out. But the flying queen unmasks him. <sighs> send in Hicks and the heavily armored evac fighter. Send in the marines. Blast them. Yeah. And bottle them. And it's bye bye bug. Each sold separately. Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> right? Oh man. And these toys were rad. I had these toys when I was a kid. They were the best. Uh, but. They almost made a cartoon show of the Aliens franchise. There's there's cell animation drawings of it online that you can see. We'll we'll link to some of them. But that's that movie. Oh man, game over, man. I mean, that movie has more f bombs than I think many for a long time. That had the most f bombs in a movie that I had ever heard, and it was super violent and super scary. Definitely not something you go, hmm, do you think I could uh, monetize this into a cartoon show to sell toys? <laughs> you know, and I, I I am not the traditional kid growing up as far as what my parents let me watch movie-wise because I watched a ton of R-rated movies. I grew up on Alien and Aliens. Yeah. So when those toys came out, I remember being very excited that I now had Alien action figures, but also like a little bummed that they were like, 
gorilla alien and scorpion alien and praying mantis alien because like i was like you could just make regular aliens and i would be fine with that i'd play the movies but i was also like i'm not gonna complain it's fucking alien figures yeah um i did not know that that almost was a cartoon until you showed it to me and it almost was dude i would have watched the shit out of it and although again i don't know that the rest of children should see those movies that would have worked as a cartoon show you know i think you may have to dull down the way that aliens are Are they going to show a chess version? Yeah. 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 Are we going to see it? I don't think you're allowed to do that. I'm trying to think. None of the toys had that, right? None of the toys made any sort of mention of that. There was no chess burster toys. No, there was definitely nothing that popped out of your chest. And like shortly after this, they had the predator toys that fit that same Yep, same line. It was the same line, right? Yeah, and they Because they made the aliens versus predator. was specifically for Which, man, that would have been a great cartoon show. I mean, and again, it's like, I wasn't allowed to watch these movies as a kid, but my friend was, and and I think Aliens was probably the first movie that I snuck, you know, like watched oh, it. Oh, like over at his place? Yeah, I watched it over at his place, and it was rad. Oh, my gosh, it yeah. was so good. And the toys were great. We had all the toys. I mean, I know they were kind of cheesy, but, like, the gorilla aliens would grab a guy and then squirt, squirt water, water in their right face. In face. Yeah. That was the first one I got from that series. And I loved the Queen Alien one because you could squeeze the back of her head and her giant oh, the, yes, second right. mandibles would yep like and then you press the out. button on her leg and her whole waist twisted would to a twist tail whip and knock people over yep. yeah that was really cool i mean yeah the bull alien would like yep, ram I had people the bull alien yeah the thing i have to give him credit for and though i agree that i would have liked just regular aliens i is already that, know what you're gonna say is yeah that i appreciate that they took the ecology like face hugger gets on creature spawns creature mixed with aliens sure. and created a bunch of them. Right. But then they started getting stupid. They were like dragon alien, like, right. you know, just giant crab um, yeah. face. The scorpion alien. Yeah. Scorpion alien was one of the first, but, but they remember each toy came with a comic book. Yeah. Like a little cup, a little mini paid mini comic book. And in that it showed you like an, a weird alien gorilla walked up to a egg and was like, and it yeah. opened and face hugger jumped on. Yeah. When that burst out, although I'm pretty sure it showed, I got to go back and look at those comics and see if it showed like rib or cages. Or if you just made it up in your head and it yeah, stuck. Yeah. Make it, if make you it filled cooler. in the blanks. But either way, like you said, like they made it. Okay. This is a gorilla alien because the face hugger jumped on. Okay. I was like, all right. Yeah. I'd rather have regular ones, but I, I'll buy that. I, I give them credit for at least doing it. I mean, the movies never got as ballsy with the crossbreeding creatures. They had a dog, which was like the third movie, but like, you know, some interesting, like a bull alien. True. I like that it had horns i thought yeah, that yeah, that was yeah, a good idea that was pretty cool i used to take the uh the predators and if i wasn't if i wanted to play a more true to the movie predator i would take my gi joes mm-hmm. because they were a little bit smaller. smaller yeah and so i would hunt the predators with that the ones who got caught i would take a eyeglass screwdriver mm-hmm. and open up the screw in the back of the gi joes take their head out and you hang them upside down so it looked <laughs> like the predator took the, the skull as a trophy. nice <laughs> that's good i like that <laughs> but yeah i would have watched the shit out of that cartoon show super super cool that would and it would have worked awesome uh, i think it would have been great well here's to what almost was sure so while we're on the topic okay is there a movie from that time period that you think would make a great toy line cartoon, Saturday morning cartoon, but that is just not for kids. Just sh- 
kids should not watch this movie, but they'll watch the cartoon show and eat its cereal and wear its pajamas. Oh, shit, man. Yeah, there's there's tons, though. Um, uh, what's Do you have one ready to go? Oh, yeah. What, oh, do, yeah. what do you have? I would love to see a cartoon called The Crow Power of Love. <laughs> I love that it's called the power of love. Tell me about the crow power of love. So the crow of oh power my of God. love is about this uh, goth musician who who dies and uh, is brought back to life by magic crows. Because, you know, just like the movie. But in the cartoon series, the cartoon crow is like his snarf. It's like this really annoying, like, Eric, <laughs> <laughs> What was the crow's name? Draven, right? Eric, well, Eric, yeah, Eric, Eric Draven, yeah. Eric, we gotta save your girlfriend, huh? <laughs> and he's like, you're right, crow. And he was just super annoying, and like, they'd go around saving things, but it was like, super cheesified, and at the end, there'd be like a Now You Know segment, and he's like, always check the barrel of your fake guns, kids. <laughs> I mean, is that the only lesson the crow teaches you, or there'd be more? <laughs> it would be a lot of gun safety for sure. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, you said something about saving the girlfriend. In the original source material of the comic and even the movie, she is raped and dead. Are we saving her at this point, or uh... have we moved on? <laughs> I, I think there needs to be some more saving than uh, as opposed to the let's get vengeance, Eric. That wouldn't fly. It wouldn't for a be, so not not so much in the rape angle, not so much in the vengeance I, angle. I don't think that would fly for Sarah. It'd be more like cartoon. saving. It'd be saving kids and saving people and like, you oh, know, what about um in the movie? Didn't I don't think it featured as much in the original comic, but in the movie he has that little girl who's his neighbor, who's yeah. like his friend. Oh yeah, would she be in it too? Oh, of course. Just fucking skateboard. She was a skateboarder oh, too. Oh yeah, in the she movie. was hip as hell. She'd be skateboarding She'd be like around. The, the penny, you know, the, yeah, his, yeah. his Inspector Gadget's penny, and the and the birds like the brain, and like they would just run around and like solving mysteries and fighting crime and helping cops and putting on makeup. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. And it would work. I could see the toys. Oh, my God. Can you see the toys? I got one for you. Here, we're going to lay down the little, the, the, the 90s cartoon music bed. <laughs> it's the crow power of love. Oh, oh, here comes the crow in his tombstone tumbler. <laughs> and it's like this completely unnecessary, like robot car with like tombstones for seats and like skulls for wheels. wheels. <laughs> yeah, for no reason. And like, of course, it's like, oh, now you get it, bad guys. Click and like shoots a giant red missile sure. into like a pile of bricks that they've set up, like a little, little tiny wall that knocks sure, over. Right. It's like, oh, the bad guy falls over. And it's like, what other? Oh, they have the. Uh, <laughs> Fun boy. <It's> bedroom boy <laughs> set. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what I'm being yep. very callous about, in the movie, the the guy who Brandon Lee, who played the crow while filming that movie, he accidentally is shot in the chest with what was supposed to be a prop gun, but it actually killed him. And it's in the movie. You can see him die in the movie. He, he's standing on the edge of this this scumbag's bed, and and the guy's shooting him a couple times, and he's laughing because he can't die. But then he shoots him one time, and he falls off the bed, and that was the moment. So, you know, I'm just making jokes and saying they'd make a play set of that. <laughs> now, do you think that the the you know for 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 those of you who haven't read the book or seen the movie. There's like a group of bad guys, like, like like thugs, yeah. who brutalize him and his girlfriend or fiance at the time and kill them both, and he comes back for revenge. So he's specifically 
vengeancing on a group of guys, mm-hmm. which include people like, <laughs> with as he puts it, those wonderful pirate nicknames: T Bird, Skank, Tin Tin, Fun Boy, Fun Boy. Would those be um, like big bads in the TV show? Do you think? Oh, they'd be perfect. Those names already sell. I can't you see that on a blister pack? And they pack? all have like an either power <laughs> or like a specific weapon or whatever oh, that would translate. I mean, well they into would toys. all have weapons that clipped onto their arms that shot big red like rockets and stuff. One of them, I think, in the movie at least, he was like really good with knives. I forget which one he yeah. was. Tintin, I think. Yeah, he was Tintin. He he was good with knives in the yeah. movie. Oh, man. And they'd have his, like, brooding palace with that big circular Star Wars window that he had. <laughs> you know? Um, and, oh, man, I'm trying to think of where I can work ooze into this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you'd have a sweet graveyard place that, like, you press a button and he pops up. Pops, like, yeah. Upright. Yeah. Um, he comes with, like, a guitar because he always carried a guitar around because he was a goth in musician. In the movie. Yeah. In the comic, I did not believe he had the guitar. No, no, no. Skip that shit right <laughs> Yeah. And, like, there would be, like, oh, man, there'd be a cool thing where, like, the bad guys could shoot at him, but he had, like, holes in him, so they would go, the bullets would go through oh, him. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Um, I mean, there's just lots of great. He actually got shot. And, and healed up in the movie, His hands so you could, could do up. something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh. Remember the Beetlejuice action figure that you can skewer? With swords. You, yeah. yeah. That was cool. I bet you, like, something like that where you pull it through and it... it the whole closes, closes that, yeah. That or I was thinking like an iris effect on his hand, like you. There you, you go. Yeah, you get a slider yeah, 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 and the yeah. hand would open like he an did iris. Do that, right? Yeah, it was like. Yeah, that was that was yeah that was in the fun boy scene. That... <laughs> fun boy playset. That would be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I, I I would, I would watch that. I would. <laughs> the best is the freaking snarf. Um... <laughs> Eric. <laughs> Penny needs your help. So, so I mocked up a picture of what this would look like, and uh, I'm going to put it on the Facebook. But uh, yeah, if this was a if this was a cartoon in the '90s, this is exactly late '80s, early '90s. This is exactly what it would look like. <laughs> and I feel, and you know, we we often want this, but always forget to say it. If you guys read or if you guys listen to this podcast and have any other ideas, either based on stuff we did say or stuff we didn't say, please post fan art, post shit like that. We would love to see. Yeah. I would love to see someone animate or someone put together what Rumi just said. Anything. Draw the fucking tombstone tumbler that he just said. That would be cool as shit. Oh, man. If we started getting blister pack art for, for toys. Oh, it would be so cool. <laughs> All right, Rumi. Do you have a 90s cartoon that you would love to see? I do, actually. Um, there's not a lot of terrorists in cartoons Mm -hmm. but i suppose there's robbers so i feel like john mcclain would be a great cartoon character to tackle like high stakes robber and hostage situations oh um it wouldn't be as flamboyant as the crow but i feel like you could do a non-robot version of robocop with john mcclain so i feel like and you just like magically all the characters that he's killed in the movies are still alive you know what i mean so like hans gruber is still alive he could run we won't call it a terrorist organization we'll call it whatever they called cobra in uh gi joe but he's just or something yeah yeah exactly and he's always like stealing fucking parts to make like weather machines and bullshit like that and only john mcclain and fucking uh What's his name? Carl Winslow. 
basically. That's his sidekick. So oh, that's yeah. His, like, that's his penny. Yeah. Um, and in my mind, I would go, if I was in charge, I would go all out and do the stupid route of like, undersea John McClane where he's got like unnecessary you know scuba gear and shit you know interstellar John McClane for like when Hans Gruber's trying to steal satellites and he's got to go up there but Carl's Winslow only has one version and he only comes with Twinkies yeah, that's right did somebody say Twinkies and then he he you could get the Carl's Carl Winslow's patrol car yeah and it's got backing into shit ability <laughs> only goes backwards yeah. You could have the two fucking guys in the helicopter. Woo! Just like fucking Vietnam. I wasn't even born yet, dickhead. <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> oh, I can see the helicopter with the red blades. Yeah, it would be super oh, cool, man. Oh, Hans Gruber, they had to have a version like the Ghostbusters had the real fear Ghostbusters where like you'd, you'd press a button and squeeze their legs <laughs> and their eyes would go, oh, yeah. or like their hair would pop up. Yeah. And it's, yeah. he makes that face when he falls. Falls, yeah. <laughs> That would be awesome. I would do I would do um undercover Hans Gruber and he just dresses like an American guy, talks like an American guy. <laughs> oh, you're one of them. <laughs> oh my god. And here's where the ooze comes in. You have John McClane where you put ooze in his back and it comes out his feet. <laughs> <laughs> yes! That would be awesome. I was just gonna say it would be cool to have like you know like the um like the dress up sets, like when you like if you bought the like the Ninja Turtles one, it came with like a Ninja Turtles mask and Ninja Turtles nose and yeah. their weapons. Yeah. You can do the same with John McClane and it comes with a bloody wife beater <laughs> and no shoes. It just says take your shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> Think of all the generic German henchmen figures you could have. Um you can even go into the other films as well. Oh, oh, man. For the cartoon, you could have, like, one of their big themes would be teaching kids math. Because in the third one, they do that math problem <laughs> with, with the, the water jugs that they do wrong in the movie. They like they were like, we need to cut it. This scene's boring. Let's cut out the part that explains the math problem. They do it wrong. But in the cartoon, it'll be, they'll constantly be solving things with math. <laughs> that would be cool if every once in a while... Zeus comes yeah. and helps him. That's what, that's what his name was, yeah. right? Samuel Jackson. Sam Jackson. Yeah. Lightning bolt up your ass. Zeus. Zeus. Oh man, and the 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 nerdy black guy from the first one would be a great like Baxter Stockman character. Oh. Like, oh, here we go. The quarterback mm. is toast. <laughs> 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 shit man when I thought of that I was like that would be pretty good but the more we're talking I would watch this show I would watch that show but like do you think they could call say something die as a cartoon or would it be like John McClane Rogue Cop or like they'd call it like Live Hard or something Live Hard yeah <laughs> I think they would come up with a way to tone it down and like he'd be like yippee ki mother trucker <laughs> yeah I was, I was just trying to think of what that would be I mean I think they would just be like yippee ki I would love love to have Bruce Willis do a live intro for each episode like the kid and play episodes we said you know what I'm talking about where you see like like remember dude remember fucking Lou Ferrigno used to do intros for the Mario Brothers cartoons oh remember he had the, with the, he had the, the rubber bands in his ears and shit oh my gosh yeah. I would love to do something with like Bruce Willis in the John McClane costume with no shoes, sitting on a desk and being like, in today's episode, Hans tries to do this. <laughs> Didn't know that we'd get me and fucking Carl Winslow on his case. <laughs> now remember, 
don't litter and don't pollute the swamps. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Live hard. But it was it was the early '90s, so he's still smoking. He's like, click. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Don't pollute, kids. It's bad for you. And he's like, he's sitting on top of Nakatomi Plaza, just burning all around him. Like, oh my gosh! And that dick reporter would always be in his oh, face. Oh yeah. And like, he'd be following him around, trying to get the scoop. He'd like, be like Vern from um, Ninja Turtles, the guy yeah. who's always trying to chase April stories down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'd be like a dick. Oh yeah, he's the comic relief. Like you know, like he gets trapped under something. Yeah, every time he saw him, he'd be like. It's like while that guy's not pissing off the Ghostbusters, he's pissing off John McClane. That guy made a career of being a douche. That guy gets residuals for being a dick and looking annoying. Yeah, in multiple movies. That's his job. He was that guy. Like, he was never, I, I've never seen a movie where he's like the hero or the nice guy or the love interest. <laughs> no. He's always the jerk. Dude, let's look him up. If he's alive, let's try to cast him as the hero, at least the protagonist of a movie. Can you imagine? He probably couldn't carry it. No one would care. Wouldn't that be funny as shit? I'd love to remake Die Hard, but switch those two parts. <laughs> Oh, man. And every episode, he'd have to say, can't believe the same thing happens to the same guy 37 <laughs> times. <laughs> 23 times a season. <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines in Die Hard. Oh, my God. Oh. That is that is too much. Well, folks, those are two cartoon shows that could have, and in my opinion, should have been. All right, Rumi, should we get this launch sequence initiated? Yeah, what do we want to put on here? At number five, we have a tie. We picked Tales from the Crypt and Highlander. And those tied because Tales from the Crypt was a TNA gore-soaked band comic-based property. I don't know how anybody would be like, yeah, let's make that into a kid's show. <laughs> Although I do appreciate their want to scare children. Just <laughs> completely inappropriate. And then Highlander may not have been that inappropriate, but basing a cartoon off of something that has at its central premise head chopping as it, one of its main ways of disposing of your enemies, turning that into a cartoon is a very hard sell. So that's at number five. Number four is going to be Toxic Avenger. And we really discussed this for a while. And Rumi pointed out that the best way I can think of how we picked, came up with this list was children should not be watching this source material. And when you look at this movie, like... Children should not be watching the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> I don't know it's, if many people should be watching Toxic yeah, Avenger. <laughs> I mean, it's a teen, like college kids, co yes. drunk college kids are probably the only ones who are really going to get that film as what it was. It is inappropriate. It is disgusting. It is tits and ass. It is cursing. It is revenge and murder and gross gore. <laughs> Children should not be watching it. Certainly not every Saturday morning. So Toxic Avenger takes number four. All right, at number three, we have a cartoon show based on a PTSD suffering Vietnam vet turned into G.I. <laughs> Joe wannabe action hero. Just, I mean, Rambo is a fantastic movie, but if you are in your footy pajamas eating Captain Crunch in front of the TV, uh, PTSD Soldiers is not the show you should be watching. <laughs> What's worse than people who have been scarred by the horrors of war? Teenagers that want to kill themselves. <laughs> you should not make a show about that. And I know the cartoon is not about it, but Beetlejuice, the movie, was about a girl who 
wants to end her life, talks to ghosts, including a ghost ghost who sexually desires her. Yeah. Hardcore. <laughs> um, <laughs> to the point where he goes through great legs to satisfy that sexual crazy. Um, that should not be a children's cartoon show. Beetlejuice comes in at number two. I mean, if today in today's time, a Netflix series called 13 Reasons gets such backlash for its portrayal of suicide, I don't think a cartoon show about it would ever fly. <laughs> <laughs> at number one, one of my favorite films turned into a mediocre Saturday morning cartoon show. We have RoboCop. Go Robo. Go Robo. Again, although I think like probably of these cartoons, it's one of the more, in my opinion, successful, at least potentially successful ones. Yeah. It worked as a cartoon show, but like children should not watch that movie. There's about four. 14 minutes of that movie that I would, I guess, theoretically allow my my kids to watch unsupervised and, and be okay with it. Yeah, that movie is so over-the-top bloody, so gory, so violent, and on purpose, like, it's meant to be a satire, but... <laughs> I feel like some of that humor will be lost on your average eight-year-old. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to understand the geopolitical commentary of the 80s. <laughs> Let's make a cartoon based off of a movie about a robot on the mean streets, crack-addled streets of Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> I like, like, Detroit was not doing well in the 80s. And in the 80s, in the future, there was like, yeah, Detroit's still going to have some problems. (laughs) (laughs) They saw it coming, man. Well, let's turn that shit right into a a children's cartoon show. (laughs) There we go. Oh, man. All right, man. There it is. You ready for Blast Off? I am ready. Yeah, there it is. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. It's been awesome. Uh, Check us out on Stitcher Radio. And if you want to connect with us, give us a shout out on our Facebook page, Launchpad Pod. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter also at Launchpad Pod. Oh, hell yeah. Next, uh, we got a very special episode. We're talking about action movie one-liners. It's going to be pretty funny. So strap in and hasta la vista, baby. (laughs) We'll be back in two weeks.